Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat. We're in for a ride. glad to be here <laughs> hello uh yeah do you like the new digs i do i like it a lot i like that i've got some cushions <laughs> that i'm able to sit on we have lots of cushions lots of cushions there are many options i could but sit on a little zofu if i wanted to you could Good. I could never remember the names of those things. I feel like I probably mispronounced it, but <laughs> I like that word better. So um, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I like it a lot. It's Good. a lot more cozy. True. Cozy. I do like the kitchen table, but this is but this is cozy. Yeah, we had to get off the kitchen table. It was yeah. time. Yeah. We need our. Well, we still don't have our kitchen table back, but. <laughs> it's coming it's getting well yeah it's getting there but ugh, time takes time yep whatever whatever okay so um you want to you want to start sure um so i listened to the don't let pain become your new normal episode that you did which I think that you did a phenomenal job. Oh, thanks. Um, first solo round. I was super proud. <laughs> um, but it got me thinking about, you know, my own areas where, you know, especially first coming into recovery, of course, I definitely identified with, you know, um, it wasn't just doing too many drugs or, you know, drinking too much that got me in there. It was definitely my own internal pain that got me there. Um, but in moving forward, you know, even the going through the process of recovery, there has been even unlearning those old ways that came along with that and going through the process of step work and inventory and looking at character defects. Um, I have grown accustomed to, there is a pain that comes along with growing. Mm -hmm. And so some questions started popping into my head, um, you know, around pain being a necessary part of growth. And for me, how does that not become um, the difference between not allowing that to become um, a new normal or pain being a necessary part of growth becoming my new normal, not the pain of being stuck being a new normal? Is there a difference? I think so. Um, As far as like um, the there's a difference for me between the uncomfortability of 
unlearning my old patterns and the things that have held me back versus um, the pain that comes from just staying in that comfortability and doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Right. Um, yes. It <laughs> I think there's a couple different ways that we can look at it. Um, and maybe we can peel it apart a little bit is that the pain that I think I was speaking about when I, when I did that was when I make decisions to stay the same because of the pain. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I like even the podcast, Oh, I really want to go do this, but I'm really scared. And it, pains me on some level of what people are going to think and oh my god did I do a good job and da 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 so I'm going to stay small it goes back to that stay small conversation Mm -hmm. or do I lean into the pain and go do it because it causes the pain Mm. yeah so it's the same pain right yeah does that make sense yes so in my mind anyway it kind of does it's the same pain it's just how do I want to deal with it is it going to be the pain is my new normal and it's going to make me stay exactly where I am or is I might or am I going to say hey there's this cool thing I want to do but I'm really scared and it causes growth growing pains am I going to go lean into the growing pain or am I going to stay back out of it mm-hmm. does that make sense yes I think that's what you're after yeah and I think that um You know, I think that one thing that was popping into my head was thinking of it as, you know, because we use the term, we use the term normal, right? And, um, and so for me, it's, that's kind of a term that's like super vague. And, you know, even whenever I got here, that's what I felt like I was chasing was I just want to be normal, but then kind of realizing like, what does that actually mean? And for me, whenever I am allowing myself to use the pain to motivate me, using the pain to um, push me forward to get out of my comfort zone and lean into it um, and expand, then they're really, for me, um, that doesn't lead to a path that is static. Correct. Or quote unquote, to, or what some people would consider normal. Right. So maybe we need a new term around normal if you want to. That book I was showing you, there's a book here that's sitting in front of us. It's called Going Right. The author is Logan Gelbrecht. Um, and it's a really interesting book. And he, he talks about kind of what you're, what you're talking about. Like if we're, to him, going right is following your dreams mm. and being willing to take those turns of not just going and getting my computer science degree and you know becoming a computer engineer or whatever those people do and you know that comfort zone of being a computer engineer is my example but really I want to be a painter Mm. right am I willing to go through the pain and the uncertainty of being the painter right or am I going to take the easier, softer way, we'll call it, and go be the computer? Because you're the, you're, you're going to get hurt no matter what. You're going to get, right. you know, the people that are computer people, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> I don't do that <laughs> stuff. I don't understand it. But they're being, like, let's talk about the pandemic, right? It, 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 
the people that thought they had really good jobs are losing their jobs right because of the uncertainty so even the certain path isn't certain right so what go be the painter mm-hmm. right but people say well what are you going to do if the painting doesn't work out what if you don't make it as a painter Right. So there's this idea of normal. That's what you're talking about. Right. That's what he talks about in the book. It's a great book. Anybody that wants to read into more more of that. But um, and I would say that's that's it. It's like, okay, you're right. Like my life hasn't been normal. I didn't go get a normal job. I don't do. I remember when I when I sold the gym a few years ago, one of the clients, one of my really good clients said to me, she's like, what what are you going to what are you going to do? And she was like, all concerned. I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out what 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 do you mean you'll figure it out like you know and I was like yeah I'll, I'll figure it out and it, you know it hasn't been easy it hasn't been great at times but I live my life I live I try to live as authentically as I can I can't sit in a cubicle and be authentic that's just not my mo right so I, yeah so I would think that's gonna be your norm like what is your normal you know mm-hmm. she may like sitting in the cubicle for her that's okay and that is okay some people are, you know, she works for NASA, so all that NASA stuff isn't going to happen unless she's sitting in her cubicle, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I can't go sit in a cubicle. I have to do these other things. So I think knowing what our normal is, maybe, or having being willing to break outside the normal to find our normal, mm-hmm. might be a way to think about that. It was a really long-winded answer. Yeah. Well, and I think. You know, the last part of what you just said, I think that it ties back into, um, you know, one of the other, the last episode that we did of not choosing things based off of other people's opinions or other people's approval or what they think um, I should do or what they, what path they think that I should follow or what they're, or them trying to ascribe their normal to my life. Correct. Um, you know, and, but I think that that's another area that can create pain, right? Is, um, that's another area of pain, right? Of the pain of trying to chase other people's ideas of what their normal looks like. That's Um, when you get into burnout too. Let me throw another side note here. Oh yeah. When we're doing things... We could even be successful. We could be a very successful computer engineer. We'll go back to that example, but we hate it. Mm. That's when we burn out. Right. That's when we get into burnout. When we're doing things, even if we're successful at them, we could be making money and live in a nice home and supporting our family, but we really want to be a painter. Mm. Then the it's just it's not fulfilling us. There's no there's no purpose. Right. And we don't you know we end up being angry and you know all these other other things start to to break down so there i I think there's another there's another piece to that puzzle is that if i'm going to chase something it it for me today it needs to be at least even if i don't know my purpose right now which i kind of don't actually um at least i'm chasing it i'm seeking step 11 Mm. we're seeking Right. We're still we're still looking for that. And the you know, going just for a second, this normal thing might fall in the category of success, whatever that looks like for you. Right. So having our definitions clear, um, and that's you know what the podcast was started about. Like what's success? What does success look like in recovery? Well these questions all all go to that as well. 
is like, well, you're normal, but is it going to stand in the way of my success? Whatever that looks like for me. Mm, Right. Be another term to use. Yeah. And I think with that too, um, I think what I was thinking about also was, you know, with, I think for me, I have to be cautious of phrases of understanding the underlying things of like, yes, not allowing my pain to hold me back, not allowing, um, you know, to kind of stay stagnant or stay complacent. But at the same time, I think sometimes we can hear, I know that I have experienced this from my own personal experience, but also heard this in talking with people is that expecting, there's an expectation that, um, pain isn't going to occur Mm. or that it's not going to happen. And so then with saying something like, don't let pain become your new normal, there's, for me, there can be a voice inside my head that if I experience any pain, then it's like, nope, we're not going to do that because we're not going to let pain become our new normal. We're not going to do that. So we're going to avoid anything that I might think (laughs) causes me any sort of pain. Right, right. Because that's not going to be a part of it. And then really, I don't actually go out of my comfort zone. I don't do any of those things. And really, if I continue going down that way, I feel like I would have to be like a hermit, Um, you know. And so, and you'll hear that um, of kind of this idea, especially in the rooms of like, we get into the rooms of recovery and then everything's going to be great and we don't have to experience, you know, we're seeking a relationship with a higher power. We're practicing our step 11. We're looking at ourselves and, um, and now, every, and we're not using drugs anymore. And so everything's going to be fine and we're going to be peaceful and, mm-hmm. um, and th- the pain is over, right? right? The, um, when really I think, what they're talking about is like the suffering is over. I think that that's the Mm. difference is that being able to recognize that, um, what popped into my head was pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Correct. And I think when we're in the pain, when we allow ourselves to be in the pain of growth, I'll be clear about that. Mm. It makes us more resilient. So the more we practice that, Mm -hmm. and I'll even say it this way, the more we practice failing, if you will, Mm. Right? Because if we're going to try new things and step out there, we're going to fail. Right. Absolutely. You know, if you're a painter and the first time you, you know, paint, your paintings go in a show, they may suck or people may not like them or you get a bad review or whatever. I've had several biz- businesses over the years. Very few of them have worked. Like, it's just, it's just the facts of the matter. Stuff is going to fail. But there's almost some, there's some practice in the failing that so that we can get better at it. and if we use those failures if you will or that pain as lessons not things to paralyze us and stop us like we were reading in that other book earlier right right well I failed so now I can't go any further no I'm gonna change course a little or I'm gonna do it a little bit different this time or but and keep moving into that that's where the real um, success comes that's you know step work isn't fucking comfortable no it's yucky (laughs) yeah i don't i these people that talk about step work being fun i'm like i don't know what your guys are doing (laughs) in your step work but 
I have never had a fun time doing step work, whether mine or working with somebody. Like, you know, it's hard to watch somebody struggle with that sometimes. Right. You know, like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, yep, here it is. Here, But that's where we learn. That's how we become re- 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 resi- resilient. And I think it's funny sometimes, kind of a side note, that people in the program aren't as resilient sometimes as maybe we could be. Because we just came off the fucking streets, man. We've lived through hell. Right. We should be pretty damn resilient when we get to the rooms, right? Like, we should be able to handle a lot of shit. But we get we get soft fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone soft. I'm not hard anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's, well, and, you know, talking about the mindset, I think that, that's where it also comes into what comes into play is the stories like what you were talking about you know and because there are going to be times there have absolutely been times where I've gotten out of my comfort zone and I have fallen on my face or things didn't pan out the way that I thought that they were and the difference is you know, when you were going, talking about making an excuse and having that mindset of, see, this is why I don't ever try anything. This is why, because see, we messed up, we failed. And having that fixed mindset becomes my excuse. Um, whereas instead of leaning into that, you know, in the disappointment or taking the lessons that came from it and saying, okay, we're going to try again and we're going to apply this and recognizing that, just because I fixed my, I changed my mindset of, okay, we're going to take our lessons and learn from it and move and move forward and try again. Doesn't mean that that's not going to be uncomfortable or painful to do that. You know, it's not an either or it's just one is actually leading me to where I want to be versus keeping me stuck. Right. You had asked something earlier. This goes along these lines about the pain of complacency versus the pain of growth. Mm. That's kind of what you're talking about, I think, in a way. So I made some notes. And one of the things I wrote, complacency versus growth. And by complacency, I wrote, I don't like myself. I have self-pity. This is the Mm. pain of complacency for me. I don't like me. I have self-pity. I have low self-esteem. I have low self-integrity, low self-trust. It's that kind of pain Mm. that... Ugh, pain yeah but the pain of growth is very different right you know it's it is falling down and figuring things out and am I going to be able to do this but I'm going to keep trying um when I was before I went to chiropractic school I thought about PT school and med school and different things but I had to have physics no matter what you know I had to have physics one and two right well I went and took physics where did I take I took physics at San Jack and I failed. I failed physics. It was hard for me. I really struggled with it. Um, and I had already finished my bachelor's degree. And then I went back to San Jack to pick up a couple classes and kind of figuring out where I was going to go from there. And I failed physics. And I was like, fuck. I was like, all right. And I kind of took a big step back and I went, no, all the things I want to do, I have to have physics. So I took physics again. I failed. I failed physics twice. I went back and took it a third time. (laughs) And I got an A. But. Yes. But that's the thing, right? right? Like, 
and I'm not that's not to brag or whatever but that's just that no I'm not I'm not stopping I'm not giving up I'm going to keep moving I'm going to I'm you know I wouldn't have probably taken it five times or something but you know what I mean it was like all the things that I want to do I need to have physics so I need to I need to take this um, and yeah, I, I ended up passing it with, but I took, I was teaching in the class by the third time. I was yes. like, I knew all the formulas and I knew what was going on. I was like, Oh, let me help you with that. And everybody's looking at me like, what? And I'm like, well, I've taken the class twice already. So, <laughs> but you know, it, it takes what it takes. And if, if someone's willing to go through that stuff, but not, and not letting things, you know, stop us. And I'm even in a place right now with some things where it's like I have to put my head down and go right now on some things Mm. um, because I'm going to give them a really good go one more time. And if they don't go, I'll have some hard decisions to make. But I'm not quite ready to throw in the towel, if you will. I've fallen Mm. down a few times and it's like, you know what, it's I'm and I'm doing some things differently and I'm coming at them from a different angle. But it's like, no, you're going to give this one more good go mm. and if it doesn't work out okay but at least go but it's kind of like the physics thing i've been thinking about i it's funny i'd kind of forgotten about the physics thing right mm. it kind of went away i haven't told that story in a long time but the other day it came to me it's like remember you took physics three fucking times and everyone people are even like when are you going to give up on that and i go i'm not giving up yet i'm gonna take it again and you know so but that's what this is that's what in my mind that's what you're talking about and with complacency comes regret mm-hmm. oh yeah and that pain of regret for me is massive it's just absolutely massive um and there's that saying out there's a saying kind of out in the business world where they talk about um you know, when you die, you're going to go to heaven and God's going to show you the person you could have been. I saw you. Post and I'm that. like, motherfucker, <laughs> no way. I'm going to stand next to that person and go, look where I went, motherfucker. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but there's a piece of me that's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, right. no, I'm not going to regret anything. I'm going to. And, and that's where some of that comes in to all that. Right. Well, and stri- yeah, striving not to regret anything. Correct. Um, yeah, no, I would uh, I would agree with that. You know, really quick, one thing that kind of, which it ties in, um, when you brought, brought up the physics story, right? And you're talking about how you took it twice and failed, but then you go back a third time and something that stuck out to me is you're talking about how in the third time you're taking it, now all of a sudden you're teaching the class, you know, or remembering things and knowing all the formulas. Right. And then there's other students in the class who are maybe taking it for the first time. And because of your experience, right. even though it was quote unquote failing, mm-hmm. right, by letter grade standpoint, um, you were able to share experience with them. Right. And I think that that's also a huge component of whenever I do take those chances and I do allow the pain to motivate me to strive forward. And even if I have fallen down, because then later on, it's still giving me experience to be able to walk through that and then learn the lessons and then pass it on to somebody else, which is what our whole recovery, um, as far as the steps and the principles, that's what it's, 
guiding us to is to be able to share that experience. And so if I don't have that of knowing what it's like to fall down and walk through the pain anyways or allow the pain to motivate me, then I can't show anybody else how to do the same thing. Correct. Um, That's grit too. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, I liked what you said about the feelings that come um, attached with complacency versus growth. You know, I was, (laughs) it's interesting to me though, because I was talking to my therapist and, um, you know, I'm working through some really, I'm going deeper into some really hardcore things that I've kind of grazed the surface over, but really starting to get in deeper into untangling the knots and looking at that and being open about it, right? And being as authentic as I can and honest and kind of going in a new form of growing up in public, right? Growing up in front of my partner, growing up in front of um, other people in the rooms that I share it with or sponsees or friends, you know, explaining or talking about where I'm at or even in front of my therapist. And she asked me, you know, with each little step that I've taken, she's asked me, you know, how do you feel? And the best way that I could explain it was because it is uncomfortable and it is painful to look at those things and choose differently. Um, but I said, I feel raw and brave at the same time. That's right. And to me, you know, but I never, whenever I first got here and thought about being brave or being courageous, that's not what I thought of. I didn't think that it would feel raw and exposed and kind of that uncomfortability or pain that comes with that. So, um, but it does, you know? And so I think it's also redefining for myself what being brave and courageous and resilient looks like. Um, because right now what resiliency looks like is raw and brave, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Brene Brown, you know, her, cur- uh, her definition of cur- courage is like, you can't have courage without vulnerability. Like you just, you just, you just can't like, you know, and the way she describes it, like a Navy SEAL, you know, they, they run into battle and they're vulnerable and they're courageous at the same time. Oh, Okay. I can wrap my brain around that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to do those things, you're right. It's, it's super, super important. Um, I was going to say something and it went away. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> the train was went off the track, everybody. Did you hear the crash and burn? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's that's still a new a fairly new concept for me though with each next thing that I you know each time that I venture out of my comfort zone it feels like I have to go through that process all over again of like reminding myself that there is no courage without vulnerability reminding myself that it is going to feel rumbly and uncomfortable and um and then taking on you know the new lessons that come along with that and knowing um part I don't know like part of being 
brave and courageous, there is going to, there is going to be pain that comes with that, you know, because there's another part that I'm going to have to accept being misunderstood at times. That's huge. That's like the, that's like the computer scientist versus the painter. Yes. They're going to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But you're so good at computer science. Why do you want everything so stable? Why do you want to be a painter? I want to paint, mm-hmm. right? And that's that. That's being misunderstood. People are not going to understand. Why don't you just get a real job? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? You know? So it the all of that misunderstood. I think that's that's a part of it. That's a part of it is being misunderstood. And it's okay. It's okay to be misunderstood. If you have thick, I mean, you got to grow some thick skin. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be willing to push through and and have the thick skin and be willing to, um, you know, hear what people say. I remember I went to somebody, um, (laughs) I went to somebody in the program who's very successful, who shall remain nameless. And I was talking to this person about my biz business because I was really struggling. And this person looked at me and said, well, it seems like you're not very good at, good at it. Maybe you should be doing something else or go work for someone else. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and it stung so bad. And I was like, okay, that's not the answer that I was looking for. Right. Like, that wasn't... And I remember I came home and I was like crying and I was like, fuck you. And, you know, the whole like the whole gamut of stuff. And I was like, oh, God. And I even went on Indeed and I was looking for jobs. Like I was like, well, maybe this person's right. Maybe I need to, you know, find a real job or go work for someone else that does what I do because I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, obviously that's not what I did. I was kind of like, well, I'm going to kind of gave that person a finger and went and I didn't talk to that person for a really long time but (laughs) (laughs) if this person hears that they're here's this they're gonna know exactly who they are (laughs) if you've heard this story you know who I'm talking about but um but yeah it was hard and Mm. I believed what that person told me for a little while Mm. right Mm. so you know, I do. I have to look really hard at where where is this coming from and where am I getting these ideas from? Are they really my ideas or am I um, accepting the norm? Mm-hmm. Right. And and so all of that, all of that stuff comes into play. And there's that little voice like we were talking about earlier, the little voice that tells you not to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to want to see your painting or your whatever or um, I, you know, I was telling you this morning how I told myself last night I was going to get up and take the dog down to the beach to watch the sun, sun, the sunrise. And for me, it's just a, it's a thing of personal integrity. And that's mm. where some of this, I think, comes from, too, like we've yeah. been talking about. is like, I may be good at computer science, but I really want to be a painter. Am I willing to go through the pain of doing that? So, and that's integrity. That's just personal integrity. Mm. But that was like what happened this morning. I told myself last night, okay, you're going to get up and you're going to get up early. I know it's Sunday, but you're going to get up early. You're going to go walk the dog and watch the sun, the sunrise. Cause I love, I'm not a morning person, but I love to watch the sunrise. 
and I the alarm went off at six o'clock on a Sunday morning and I'm like fuck I don't know you could just take her for a walk later you don't need to do this like the whole thing right the whole dialogue starts that little thing that pecks that little mm. bitch that pecks in the back of my brain you don't need to go do that and it's in my voice right so it's like yeah. really fucks with you mm-hmm. um and I'm like no you're getting up and I did I said fuck you little bitch and I got up and I drank some coffee and I took the dog down there and we got there just we got down there just as the sun popped the horizon so it was like this little orange line I turned around I was like oh there it is I was so happy (laughs) we got down there just in time we got to watch the whole thing rise up and the the water turns orange and that where the beach is wet turns orange and the sky is gray and orange and there's birds flying across the sun just like in a photo or a painting and I'm like I'm like are you looking at this dog do you see like I'm standing there talking to myself but I'm just you know I'm a ha- I'm and I turn the other way in the moon the little sliver of the moon we're gonna have a new moon here in a couple days I'm like okay yeah, changes my whole day. Because if I'd have laid in the bed, I would have been like, yeah, I still would have walked the dog. But I wouldn't have kept that small promise to myself. Hmm. Uh, the holistic psychologist. Right. The small promises. Mm-hmm. N- Nicole, Nicole LaPera. Yes. Um, if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she's awesome. But she, she talks should. about all that stuff. Like, that, those are big things. And that's what we're talking about here. That's the pain. Right. The pain of not getting up in the morning and because I told myself I would or the pain of, you know, doing it the other way. Like that's that's where a lot of that stuff comes comes down to for me. And and it's a big deal. And she even says that it won't happen all at once. You'll you're going to miss days. Mm -hmm. Like if your promise is to, you know, wash your face every night or whatever, whatever your small promises, there's going to be days where you won't wash your face or whatever it is. Mm. But that's okay. You just do it the next day. Right. Because it doesn't go away. All That little bitch in the back of my head, she's not never going to go away all the way. Right. But I, I, can, I can punch her in the throat some days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, you know, earlier we were talking about, it, it was along the lines of that, you know, keeping small promises to ourselves. And those are esteemable acts that build up self-esteem, build up self-trust. But something that just popped in my head, you know, we were talking, I think, on the episode of, you know, not letting pain be your normal. Um, it was something along the lines of having a high pain tolerance. Mm. And, but, and whenever I got here, I had an extremely high pain tolerance. Yes. Oh, yes. Keep going. Keep going. So, but... What's interesting about continuing to get out of my comfort zone and keep those small promises to myself and build up those esteemable acts, I don't have a high pain tolerance Mm -hmm. anymore. I have an extreme, each time that I do that, my pain tolerance gets lower and lower and lower to where if I don't keep that small promise to myself, um... I don't, I don't have a very high pain tolerance for being able to experience that pain that and not pain. do that pain. That specific pain, like we were talking right. about earlier. But the growth pain then, it's a little different. Yeah. The growth pain, 
that pain of not listening to myself or not following it, that I have an extremely low pain tolerance for. Um, but whenever I walk through that pain of the uncomfortability of building up those esteemable acts of keeping promises to myself, the pain and the uncomfortability that comes along with that, I grow more of a tolerance towards, um, and a high pain tolerance, if you want to call it, um, to be able to push me even it could even become a little addicting in a way oh yeah to push through the pain and to do the things right and I think that's what honestly I mean I can just speak for myself I think that that's what kept me from doing those things is because I didn't believe that it would actually build up my pain tolerance my growth pain tolerance right right um it was just pain is pain well, that's the belief thing. So that's where beliefs come into this, right? If I don't believe I can ever pass physics, mm. if I just believe that I'm dumb, I'm dyslexic, I'm this, I'm that, blah, 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 the craziness from when I was a kid. Um, if I really, because on some level, I still believe all that. Mm. I mean, let's I just, you know, just be perfectly honest. But on another level, I know that I, I can do things. And there we are back at that fixed mindset versus growth mindset again, right? Like, right. right am I am I willing to to try again? Am I willing to get up and brush the dust off and keep going? And that, to me, is the is the big difference in all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to keep to keep going, but it'll never really go away all the way. Right. It'll always be all that stuff will always be there on some on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really liked what you said because you do. I can't. I can't stand doing that to myself anymore. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And winners don't do that to themselves. Mm. People who are successful, whatever that looks like, whatever that means to you, they don't do that. They keep the small promises to themselves, right? The, you know, the Michael Jordans and all these people, right? And I, that's an extreme example. The guy was an animal, but right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, he would get up at 4 a.m. and go shoot a thousand baskets before any of the other teammates even showed up in the training hall. Again, extreme example. But think about that. Like that's but that's what made him the best player to ever play basketball. Right. So when you think about it from those from those and it had to suck. It had to suck to get up and go. But he knew if he was going to win, that's what he had to do. There was no other. No other thing there's no failure you know it's just I'm gonna win yeah and if you win the championship I'm gonna win all the MVP like he wasn't even messing around he goes I'm going to win something (laughs) yeah (laughs) there will be a win there will be a win whatever that looks like or whatever it is so but it goes back to doing doing the hard things doing the things other people don't want to how many people are going to take physics three times again I'm not trying to toot my own horn but most people have been like, whew, twice maybe, but three? I don't know right. that I would have taken it again, in all honesty, but. <laughs> three. Three is three. good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, but I, I, would, I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I hadn't. Uh, I'm sure I'd be doing something, but um, if I hadn't have been willing to do, to do the physics over and over and over again. Right. So whatever your physics is, people out there. 
do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it three times if you, <laughs> if you, if you have to do it three times. Just do it. <laughs> they they will take that. your money. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> not they won't care. turn you away. They're, yeah. <laughs> I would hate to be taking physics online right now. Oh my god, I would hate to be a college student. It's a uh, How is that? It was it was interesting. I had to take biomechanics online. Mm-hmm. And that was that, so that was actually it's basically a class. physics actually in a it lot was. of ways. And that was I totally relate to the class thing because that was actually something that that was a class that I had to retake. And whenever I withdrew from that class originally it was because I was failing Mm. um miserably and I just didn't understand it you know but I needed it right um you know for what I did and so I did it anyways and you know made sure it got uncomfortable and went up to the professor even got vulnerable with the professor and was like hey look I was failing this class before I didn't understand here was my struggles. I didn't fully understand the concept. So I'm just letting you know, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some help, you know, as far as tips on how to get this thing. Or if I, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions, you know, um, and it, and, but being able to do that, you know, I placed myself in a position to actually receive the help that I need rather than just sitting in the back and just right drowning in things that I didn't understand Mm -hmm. you know um and it worked out in the long run because then I actually had the account it also brought on accountability Mm -hmm. because then she was aware and so she would come up to me and ask me hey how are you doing right are you understanding this stuff you know um to where I couldn't hide right um that's crazy talk too yeah oh yeah (laughs) can't hide All right, we're at 40 minutes. Are we good? Woo! I know. Oh, my goodness. It went fast, didn't it? That's awesome. That's crazy. Any last thoughts? (sighs) Any tips for all seven of our listeners out there? (laughs) (laughs) I think the only last thing that popped into my head was... Um, and the reason why I was thinking about this and wanted to talk about this is that going along with the pain that there is pain and growth, Mm -hmm. um, and that these people that you see that are successful Mm -hmm. or that did continue to, you know, keep those small promises to themselves, um, those are all the things that they had to do because on the other side of it, it can look easy. Right. Right. But really there is no easy. Right. Right. And there's no overnight success. No. You, you know, a lot of times we see the, we see the end result, but we don't see the 10, 12, 20 years that people put in gut gutting it out and failing and trying new things and you know, all, all the things. And, and that's what we have to remember. And, even those of us with a bunch of clean time, you know, people walk in and go, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, but who, this is, you know, we've, we've walked a line, you know, like we've been through the gamut of things. It's not, it's not handed to us on a plate and not every day is rosy, but, um, God, I can't even stand the thought of the alternative. Right. At all. Mm-hmm. I couldn't live with myself. Mm-mm. I would have to stay drunk or high just to live, just to live with myself. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no. Nope, 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 nope. No, nope, thank nope. you. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is 
this is way better definitely way better (laughs) way better but it's not the easy way no no and yeah I think that that's overall you know is um it has not nothing that I've done it hasn't been rainbows or butterflies or just simple easy it's been an accumulation of and it's still continuing an accumulation of those small promises that personal integrity awesome okay we're at 43 minutes now love you guys love you guys thank you for having me you're welcome see you on the flip side peace out